recognition of a talent lost. We're talking movies. We're talking Copland, starring Sylvester Stallone, Harvey Keitel, and the late Ray Liotta. Written and directed by James Mangold. Don't shut me out, Ray. You found us a little town. You got us the low interest. And I'm grateful. But don't you forget who it was that you came to two years ago to cover your ass. Yeah, well, you know what? Being right's not a bulletproof vest, Freddy. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie? Uh, we're going to be talking about the 1997 film Copland, uh, mostly to the fact that, uh, unfortunately, Ray Liotta has passed uh, on May 26. He died in his sleep at the age of 67. So this episode is basically dedicated to him. Uh, and, you know, he uh, came to fame through Goodfellas. Uh, so, yeah, this is to you, Ray. Scott, take us away. All right. So in terms of this film in general, this is this is one of my favorite ensemble films. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's, it's a good ensemble film. Yeah, it's like everybody, no one was overplaying each other. And it was just like the perfect fucking chemistry. Can, hey, no, before, that, do you want to do you want to just like list the fucking cast? Like how ensemble A-list this is? Like, do you want to hit that first? Yeah. So we got Stallone, Keitel, Leota. We got De Niro. We got Janine Garofalo. We got Robert Patrick. We got Michael Rappaport. Uh, Kathy Moriarty. Pete Berg. Pete Berg, who himself is like a really good director. I don't think he gets enough credit. But This, this is very true. Uh, you got Eddie Falco that was in like a scene. And then, you know, Frank Vincent, who was also in The Sopranos, was in a scene. Well, and there's also and, a bunch of people from Casino Annabella, in there as well. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Annabella Scarina. I, I apologize if I mispronounced her name. But yeah, it is for, and I think this film was only made for like 19 million or something like that. Like it, it was a low budget. Like I'm assuming you have the budget, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, you're, you're, it's 15 million. Did 64 yeah. at the box office. So it made its money back. But it, it was made for 15 million with that cast, which yeah, is that's super the thing impressive. That's, you know what I mean? Because, well, Stallone at that time, you know, he was coming off to, two flops wah, with wah, oscar wah. oscar and uh don't don't tell my mom i'm gonna shoot or something like that yeah don't tell mom i'm gonna come um <laughs> but what i tell was off of reservoir dogs by now well and harvey Keitel is i mean we're talking like mean streets and stuff like that like he uh, he's already a solid actor at this point you know what i mean yeah leota's off of goodfellas yep and De Niro, like, fuck, what was What's De Niro fuck, doing? I know, has, had, what had De Niro done at this time? I don't know, fucking everything of value almost. Because uh, yeah. this is, what, 96? 97? Yeah, it, it was released in 97, so it would have been filmed around 96. Yeah, so he's even done Casino by this point. Yeah, so... And Goodfellas. Fucking, yeah, and I really liked... I'm, I'm assuming it was, you know, his toupee, but I really liked De Niro's toupee with the... <laughs> With the salt and pepper on there, like he looked fucking good. He like, did. That man. was one of my, that was my favorite. One of my favorite lines, and he was like, "I gave you a chance to be a cop, 
and you blew it. You blew it. Is that how he sounded? Sounded kind of like a chipmunk. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Now you're now you're putting <laughs> first. Let, let's talk about this next week's episode. I may or may may not be on, and you're looking to replace me. Now you're putting me down. Well, see, now I, you're putting. I gotta me down. I gotta set the audience up for when you're suddenly not here, and they go, "Oh, you mean I mean there's there seemed to have been some friction. Now he's not in the picture, so he's dropping the ball." Uh, I, we see it's we're, we're softening the ground, right? We're getting the audience ready for the exit of Scott Vega and the introduction of a possibly new, entirely new co-host. So it's, it's just, it's just strategy, baby. It's just strategy. <laughs> That's why you're a director, right? You, you see, <laughs> you're, you're, you're planning, you're planning ahead. But uh, in terms of before we actually get into Ray, uh, this film is what made me become a James Mangold fan. Yeah, man. And um, like, I can, I can say he has not disappointed me with a, a film he's released after this. Um, but I will, you know, put the caveat. I have not watched Kate and Leopold because, you know, rom-com. Yo, but, didn't, uh, it, didn't it get nominated for a fucking Oscar? Like an maybe, Academy Award? I, I was like, how? I, I was like scrolling through the list. I was like, really? I mean, I might have to watch it just to see like, like, was it for editing or like it could be for costuming. I didn't look it up, but it might be for costume because it's a it's a crossover period piece, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's like a guy from the past who comes to the future. Yeah, like a Prince Charming who comes to be like a prince in New York City. Yeah, yeah, again, I, I didn't watch it because, you know, rom-com. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can watch, listen to any episode released on February and you can see my views on a rom-com. Scott loves them. And, except for Down With Love. It's fucking amazing. It's an amazing film um what is your favorite uh is this your favorite uh mangold film or mangled no uh it's not my favorite like ford versus ferrari is like fucking like right right fucking up there i mean he also did uh, 310 to yuma which we also discussed and i fucking <laughs> love as well you can actually check out our podcast on goodfellas and 310 to yuma if you want because we're going to be referencing those films well, we're referencing the director. Obviously, Goodfellas is the Leota, De Niro, Scorsese fucking masterpiece, right? So, yeah, like I think Identity doesn't get a lot of love, but I I really like that, and that was in the whole like M Night like phenomenon where every movie had to have a fucking twist. Um, but I thought the twist in that one w was all right. Sort of and, like the twist know, in Ace Venture, Pet Detective. What? What? Have you? That has nothing to do with fucking identity. <laughs> Have you ever even seen Identity? No. <laughs> you fuck. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, and you and you want to replace me? Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> he also did a movie with uh, Tom Cruise, Night and Day. He did. That, that, Night I Day. would say that that's probably the my least favorite one was Night and Day because I really didn't find a lot of chemistry between Cruise and Diaz, but. Yeah. Either than that, man, I, I would say his favorite, my favorite of his is Logan. Yeah, because you like uh, the superhero stuff. Uh, he's also yeah. directing the uh, upcoming fifth Indiana Jones, which hopefully is better than Crystal Skull, which is awful. <laughs> Fucking awful. Uh, yeah, let's get into this film, though, man. Like, what do you like about it? It's a, um, it's, it's, a, it's like a noir police drama, gritty, New York. Western. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the thing that I enjoyed the most about this film was the pacing. I think this was one of... Would you call it slow burn? But that's the thing. It's only an hour and 45 minutes, right? Yeah. 
Like, so it's not really a slow burn. It burns at the appropriate pace. Yes. Like it, like it enthralls you from the beginning, right? Like you, you have the thing, like the, my only kind of critique I would have it is that one little like flashback they have about like what happened like 25 years prior. But I think what they did really well, um, and especially Mangle, because he wrote the film, was he let the dialogue kind of fill you in on what the hierarchy of everything, of everybody was, as well as what was going on. So you didn't really need that many like flashbacks or like long drawn out exposition. Or, or, or like voiceover narrative or obvious well like, you can't say that because of... there was there there it opens and closes with a sure. voice yeah 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 but uh <laughs> opposed to like where it's like the director is like i've got a, I, the story will tell itself the audience isn't stupid we have all the information there we're gonna just let these characters interact and you'll get the picture instead of being like in case you missed it meh meh in case you missed it meh meh you know what i mean um i agree with you like you just kind of like feel that world out the way characters interact with each other, or like you said, like just the, the way the dialogue is written. Right. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, I would say the one thing I am surprised about this film and is that it really was not nominated for anything whatsoever. No, no. Right? I don't it, know it won one, one award and that was forced the loan. Um, and it was like, um, out of a film festival so not yeah, one like, i think like, it was stockholm the stockholm film festival. yeah so yeah which to me especially with this cast and everything like that but then when you look at what it was going to be up against so it would have been up against boogie nights goodwill hunting titanic and titanic fucking took everything so you know that's your can can for a moment you don't you never go up against a fucking canadian especially when his last name's cameron uh you're right though like but i mean i could have done better at the indie spirit awards or something like some of the smaller run stuff um i think that budget still qualifies at 15 million um it's uh it's gritty i like it i mean actually this is a great place to throw my quote in jason bailey uh flavor wire um copland holds up as a pretty good little thriller a sydney lumiere movie in a martin scorsese's in a in a martin scorsese movie's clothing uh, so it's got that Martin Scorsese kind of aesthetic. I mean, half the fucking cast has been in a Scorsese film at some point. Uh, and Sidney Lumiette is, uh, he directed like Dog Day Afternoon and Serpico. Again, kind of that New York gritty uh, cop drama was kind of like what he did. He also did ten, uh, 12 Angry Men. So um, I think, yeah, I think it's a great film. Uh, I actually really like Stallone playing the more subtle role like the subtle drama role I, w I wish he would done have done more of those kind of roles because i think he it showcases his acting and shows that he actually can act when he is is required to you know what i mean it, yes uh, we we've discussed this before especially like in our rocky episode when i was saying like i was surprised he never got anything for creed like actually win for creed but um yeah like especially throwing on the 40 pounds right like that would that was my like when the only time you actually saw him like kind of be the superman was 
in the one scene where they're running after Michael Rappaport and he just like overtakes um, (laughs) Ray Liotta, right? But then you kind of think about it story-wise, character-wise, like Ray Liotta technically, he was like, most likely high on cocaine and a bunch of other drugs. So it, he wasn't really. I, I, Leota's character plays like, you know, late in, in uh, Goodfellas, how fucked up Henry Hill is. He's like coked out. He's spun out all the time, except Henry Hill's got a few is, is weighs a little bit less, but that was the character. He's like channeling in this role, like fucking a bit spun out. Kind of smoking right down to the filter, super intense. Uh, and Ray Liotta played that kind of role to a T. Like, he's fantastic at being that guy, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like he did an amazing job. And especially when, like, well, this movie is like fucking, you know, super old, so we can spoil it. Like, you have the scene where, you know, he was arguing with Harvey Cartel's character, and then all of a sudden his house is on fire. Yeah. And his girl his um his girlfriend was burned to death and he didn't know that she was there. But then, you know, you kind of feel bad for him and the way the pacing was, the way it was written, you're you're thinking it's fucking, you know, them going after him because he had that altercation to keep his mouth shut. And then you find out he just wanted, you know, the money. The insurance money. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. And then you have that reveal where it's like literally he goes from white hat to to black hat, like just standing in the dark, like I, I got rid of all the evidence. So you're not going to find anything. Right. And then he thanks the loan for, you know, thank you for um, kind of the misdirection. He, yeah. Yeah. He was like, thank you for, you know, being on the ball and doing all that paperwork very, very quickly and organized and sending that in for me. Right. Yeah. But then, you know, he has his. Hey, like, he, redeems moment at the end. he redeems yeah, himself. He redeems himself. Yeah he has that moment at the end and that's it right yeah it's too bad that he's uh he's passed away i'm glad you know it sounds like it was a kind of a peaceful thing in his sleep and everything uh i i like seeing him in roles he was good as a, a supporting actor as well in blow as uh you know johnny depp's father or whatever like he he had a lot of gravitas he was good on the screen uh even in minority report with seth rogan cancon moment uh you know playing kind of the shitty cop the real cop that shows up and like, you know, has sex with the girl that, you know, uh, Seth Rogen wants and uh, tries to get Seth Rogen basically like beat up by dropping him off at like, what is it like the, the five points or whatever. And that just inspires mm-hmm. him to be a cop. Like Ray Liotta was good at playing kind of like the shady cop, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, he, oh my God, I'm having, well, the shades of blue, right? I think that so. was the sh- that was the show with Jennifer Lawrence where you know the twist was he w- he like he was like the the captain or whatever but he was also like uh closet gay and then that was the big like ratings draw that they did was his first male on male kiss on that show and he was like there was nothing to there right like yeah. I don't know why it was a big deal but yeah I I hear you he was in but he still had even though you know he has passed he's gonna have a lot of films that are gonna be released um post-mortem because he had like four or five in the can already that were just in different uh development stages stages. so you're still gonna see him for a while he was and he was filming when when he passed away right down in uh Mm -hmm. down in the caribbean so yeah now they like they haven't said what it was right like you i thought he just like you know went to sleep and didn't wake up yeah but if it was like um 
heart attack where he slapped or yeah like they haven't i like to me i haven't seen that but i don't know if you want that kind of info you can turn into tmz they they do that shit on on the rag right so <laughs> I thought that's what we were. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, we talk about the important shit. We're not talking about like how people died or what, it, what what's going on or whatever. Um, yeah, man, I really like the pacing of this film. Uh, I like the acting. I think it's a, such a great. If you like police drama, um, you you got to watch this film. Like, I think it's there's not not a whole lot to say. Like I said, you've got that you know Stallone, Kreitel, Leota, De Niro. Like, it's fucking solid, man. It's a solid cast. It's well shot. Great script. Uh, even Deborah Harry, uh, for those who don't know, the lead singer of Blondie, has a cameo role just as the bartender in the cop bar, The Four Aces. So, uh, you know, keep a lookout for her. Really? That That's what you got? I think that's fucking okay. super cool. That's fucking that's okay. so New York. Uh, technically, <laughs> I mean, technically, they're in New Jersey because that's the whole premise, right? It's like they work in New York City, but they live outside of New York in New Jersey. Or live in live in New Jersey. Uh, do you recommend this movie? If so, to whom? Um, I do recommend it, um, and to people that like good movies, especially if you if you want to watch a film that you know if you got an hour and a half, hour and forty five minutes, right? That's gonna keep you interested from beginning to end, and then be like, fuck. I am super surprised they have never made a sequel for this movie. Mm. This or remade it. For... Or remade it. I still think it's too young to remake, right? 97, that's what, 20 years? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so it's still too young for, for a remake, right? And, you know, James Mangold is just going to blow up even more, so... Just watch his early work. In, in, unless unless he fucks up yet another Indiana Jones and then maybe But you can't fuck up Crystal after Crystal Skull, right? You can't you can't fuck it up. This is true. This is true. So I mean Crystal Skull managed to be worse than Temple of Doom, which I actually don't hate Temple of Doom. Um so yeah, I basically as long like, as as long as Harrison like Ford shows up and does whip stuff, it's gonna be better than you know, whips it good. It's gonna be better than Crystal Skull. So <laughs> Well right. and uh but uh, I was gonna say, Shia LaBeouf ain't in this one, so apparently he doesn't have a kid anymore either. When you're walking so. in the forest, Shia LaBeouf. Uh, do you got anything <laughs> else? Do you got? Have you not seen that music video? No. Oh my God! Look up the Shia LaBeouf music video where it's basically like whoever the band is. That's the like the 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 chorus. Like when you're walking in the forest, Shia LaBeouf, yada yada yada, Shia LaBeouf, and then they've got like all these like you know big headed dummies that look like Shia LaBeouf and then at the very end Shia is it like is, is it like Robert. a meme video no man it, just fucking look up the Shia it's LaBeouf actual, it's a fucking music video song. it's a music video with a, an actual song check out the Shia LaBeouf music video I don't know how the fuck we're talking about a Shia LaBeouf music video uh about Copland uh do you have anything else you want to talk about with uh with this film uh this film in general um let's see it's got a 75 from critics, 67 from the audience. I'm surprised by that. Uh, I mean, I wonder if people were expecting more like shooty, shooty, bangy, bangy. Uh, but I mean, there's a, a wicked fucking shootout in this too. So I don't know. Oh, that, that I do want to like another thing. Like, yes, because you just reminded me right now that fucking shootout, the way that was down, but also the way they did the sound where you're literally deaf, like 
Sylvester Stallone's character. Yeah. And you can't fucking, you don't hear the gun cock, right? That's and he, right. it's just him just reacting with his eyes. So he doesn't really know where everything's going. And then he's just like, boom, boom, boom. Well, and I love how they foreshadow that he's actually a fucking pretty amazing shot. Like yeah, earlier oh, in the film. With the, yeah, 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 yeah. With the, the, uh, the fair scene when they're like, oh, it's uh, five out of six. You got to hit the star. Yeah. And he misses the first one and doesn't miss again. Bam, bam, bam. So check it out, man. Watch your cop land. Get it on. Let us know what you think. And that is our wrap for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends. If you want to get a hold of us, reach us at the www.howdyoulikethatmovie.com. That'd be a good series actually that because that whole town that whole cop village town that they've created mm. in jersey like you could have a whole like limited series based on that stuff you know what i mean yeah especially like when you find the reveal that that town was made by the mob just so they have a fucking precinct in their bag right yeah exactly yeah. i mean maybe uh we should do a a, a pitch document and uh Go to the stream. Oh, I'm services. sorry, you're, you've replaced me, so you don't get the. Uh, fucking I don't get the free, the yeah. free creative anymore. You don't get the free creative. Fuck you. Oh, fuck you, right? Scott. Production by Rod Shaver, Vader Monkey Productions.